Good evening, everybody from India. This is the Prodigy Talks, and I have with me a celebrity and a recipient of the Prodigy Awards of the Global Child Prodigy Awards 2020, Iman Desha. Thanks for being here. Hello, thank you for having me. So Iman, for those of, uh, I mean, you have your own fame and reputation. So I believe uh, I watched you at uh, AGT 2019 and I was surprised myself. So for those who do not know you, could you introduce yourself to the audience, please? Hi, I'm Iman Bisha. I'm a world opera singer. Beautiful. And would you mind me asking, how old are you? Twelve. You're twelve. And so I, I, I lost you there. Hello. I, ju I just recently turned twelve. How recently, if I may ask? Uh, like a month ago or so. Birthday's like so My birthday. Your birthday's in the, oh, good. So belated birthday wishes to you. Thank you. <coughs> so, Iman, uh, I've been doing this for about three weeks now and I get to talk to a lot of prodigies from different fields and, uh, you know, the people from different parts of the world. So where are you taking this call from? Which part of the country in America? Right now, I'm in Dubai and uh, okay. came to Dubai not too long ago. And uh -huh. uh, I'm in my room. So, <laughs> I am. so good. So, how, do you live live in Dubai, or have you moved to Dubai for a short stint? What is this? I don't live live in Dubai. I mostly live in Florida. Okay. But um, back to Dubai, to my dad. Lovely, lovely. So, uh, can we just know a little about your family? Are you the only one, or? I have two brothers. Um, Yahya is the older brother, and George Adam is my younger brother. Love to see the sandwich. You're all three years apart. Okay, so I I'm three in my family as well, and I'm the youngest. Oh, uh, so you like my little. <laughs> you could say that. <laughs> well, uh, you could say that. So it's so you have two brothers, and how old is the younger one? Uh, he should be nine. He should be nine. He, he's going to be nine after Christmas. I don't know. But after Christmas, so in like two months. Ago. But my older brother is now 15. And what, what, what does he do? Uh, he goes to school, I suppose. Yeah, he goes to school. He just recently started school again because we all have been homeschooled all our lives. My little brother has only gone to school for a short period, and I've never been to school like at all. So now it's, it's a beautiful thing because there's something common that I've been seeing with all the prodigies that I've been talking to, right? And a lot of them are homeschooled. Oh yeah, I'm homeschooled. <clears throat> Never been, not one day in my life. And uh, I love being homeschooled. I get to spend a lot of time with my kids throughout the 12th. No, but um, explain what is homeschooled uh, to you. Uh, what do you go through? What is it like? Well, um, I haven't known anything different than homeschooling. From what I've heard from my friends, <laughs> their school days are so long compared to mine. Like, I can't, uh, it's done in like two, three hours. And 
they usually double it. So for me, homeschooling is a lot easier and I can take the books that I use anywhere I go. Because I use a curriculum from America. And I mean, let's say I travel to New York for like two weeks. It, it doesn't make a difference because I'll always have my school and stuff. It's not gonna skip anything. You know, do school while I'm there. And it's always been a big part of my life. Always and I love Lovely. It. No. So because when I talk to a lot of these people who are homeschooled, and we have something called open school in India, right? Uh, open school is that flexible curriculum that you can have uh, where people like you with, with the gift and the talent and you want to explore more of it. Try and do this because you have to get this done by a certain whatever age in your life and then you, you go to the homeschool. So all three of you are homeschooled, right? Um, no, my older brother, he goes to school now because he's in high school and um, my mom cannot teach him anymore. And he's wanted to go to school since he's at that age. And uh, now he goes to school, but me and my little brother are both homeschooled still. So, you know, so it was the parents' decision to homeschool you. Is it because y'all, you know, they found talents in you? Is that why they, you know, homeschooled you or? I, I never exactly wanted to go to school because I'm very attached to my mom. And when I was little, I was like, I couldn't. And uh, I guess that's all kind of how it started. Even before thinking, it uh, happened in, it, uh, we were very lucky that I was, it worked out that I was homeschooled. So um, it, it was kind of both of our decisions. Like this year I could have gone to school, but I didn't really want to go to school. And uh, I think I'll just keep with it. So it's that's that's good. It's good. It works for you. It is a good thing. I it, it works for you, and it is working uh, tremendously well. In fact, uh, can I ask you this? Uh, how how much of you know your daily life is your singing? You you have homeschool, and then is there like a discipline around it? Do you practice singing like that? Um, I wouldn't say there's discipline around it. We 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 try to practice singing at least every day. You know, I, on the weekends, I don't really practice singing because it's the weekends and after big performances, I get breaks. So I'm not okay. stressing my vocal and so I can protect them. But I practice mostly every day, just like one, three hours a day, depending on how I feel, how my vocals are that day. And But um, I wouldn't say it's exactly a skill. You kind of practice when you need to practice. So is it fair for me to ask, uh, you know, you practice when you have to practice. So is your mom your first coach? My mom yeah, was my first coach. And then after Arab Got Talent, we found this amazing coach in Dubai. And she's the one who really taught me how to like sing whilst protecting my vocals. And my mom's picked up on a lot of that. Also working with um, I'm Maxwell Davis, and uh, he's a teacher from England, I'm pretty sure. In, in California. In Cal sorry, he's in California. And uh, I'm working with both of them. One's online, one's in person, and I work with my mom. I have so, that. So, on live, can I just say hello to mom out there? 
Hey mom, you don't have to come in front of the screen, but hi there. Hi, how are you? <laughs> Very well, thanks. And you? Very great, thank you. Very well. So your mom's mom sort of supports you and she sort of, I think she's like, she's, she's the one who organizes most of this for you, in a sense, the discipline, the structure, if at all there's any. My yeah? Well, um, until not a lot, not long ago, my mom, she organized everything and she did all of that. My mom and my dad, my dad did social media. My mom did like a mix of both. But recently I um, we got a manager and uh, her name's Tara. And uh, she, she does most of that now, but my mom still does like social media and stuff. And so does my I do tiny with them with them sometimes. No tiny bit is good. I, I, I did follow you for a while. And so I'm going to tell you this. At AGT 2019, when I heard you the first time, and I was like, wow, this is, she, she's good, right? And then I was, I was hoping that somebody might give you the golden buzz of the first round itself. And then it went on to Jay Leno and then the second round, and that's when you got the buzzer, right? So how, how did that I whole thing feel? <clears throat> I mean, the whole experience was amazing, but um, you're talking about when I got the golden buzzer? Yeah. I mean, I remember going on stage, singing. I mean, I remember the exact moment. All the judges were talking. The H finished. It was Jay Leno. And I, I remember looking at him. And, and then he took the golden buzzer. And my heart skipped a few beats then. It was an unforgettable moment. Through the years, I'll be able to hold on to this moment. Mm. What is this? And you know, uh, mm -hmm. remember it throughout my life. And uh, it was—it was a—it was the moment that made me go through to all these stages. And from that golden buzzer, I was able to meet so many amazing people and have great opportunities. Or I, um, I wonder what would have happened if I didn't get it, but I'm very thankful that I did. Well, the way, the way I see it, uh, with somebody of your talent, I'm, I'm sure you would have gotten around nevertheless. Uh, just that it would have taken a little longer, uh, but then the, the golden buzzer does definitely help. So you were also on Arab's Got Talent, and that was before America's Got Talent. What? And that was before America's Got Talent, right? I was, and how old was, were you then? Let me see. I think I was like, I was, um, I, think I just turned eight or so. Mm -hmm. And I remember every moment of it. I think that that was the roller coaster. So, for a lot of people who do not know Arabs Got Talent, um, could you tell us a little more about that? Which, which country and uh, where was the hosting done? Well, Arabs Got Talent is like Arabs Got Talent Arab countries, and it was done in Lebanon. Uh -huh. And uh, I got the golden buzzer. And uh, how should I describe this? Like Arabs Got Talent, but. Yeah, I, I get it. No, everybody knows uh, Britain's Got Talent, India's Got Talent, there's another one. So it's, it's America's Got Talent, the Arab version, but Lebanon, right? 
but did it feel different? I mean, Arabs Got Talent is there, but then it's a localized version. And then you have America's Got Talent, one of the largest talent pools in the world, right? Did it prepare you for what you went through? Um, I would say America's Got Talent was a little bit easier because I had the experience Arabs Got Talent and Arabs Got Talent actually felt a little bit harder because because I didn't speak Arabic and I still don't. I can only speak a tiny, tiny, tiny bit of it. And I remember, I remember, I think I was little on Arabs Got Talent and so I didn't I understand as much, but that made America's Got Talent a lot easier to, you know, go through all the rounds. And I think it really helped me. That's, that's beautiful because I think the first major uh, platform is where you get really shaken up or made. And I'm sure Arabs Got Talent experience is gonna help you, did help you get all the way to. So when did this all start for you, the whole singing? Um, well, when I was younger, I mean, I, I, can't, I can't even remember things. Uh, Imam, I've lost you there. I, I can see you, but I can't hear you. Yeah, give me a second. Everything's working on this side. Yeah, it's it's all working here. Well, we, we'll just have to see through it. It's okay. We, we're live. I just lost you. Like, I, I could see you perfectly well, but I could not hear you. And I just don't mind. I'm going to ask you to repeat if that's okay. Well, as I said, um, I can't remember a time when I wasn't singing or, you know, listening to music. Lot. I think the first time I performed on stage was at a little kids show, and the we watched the kids show, and the person on stage was like, "Anybody like to come up and you know do something, sing something?" And I remember my mom was telling me she was going to go up, and I think I wanted to go up actually, and she's telling me the story. I went up and I sang "Twinkle Twinkle Little Star." It was the First time I sang anything on stage, and I was only two. I remember, like you were like me. I was only two. I wonder what it was like. You know? Yeah. Do, do you have a video of it? Does Mom have a video of it by any chance? You singing "Twinkle Twinkle." That was before we all had smartphones ten years ago. <laughs> well, I'm sure the memory is still fresh in your head. So. I think I have a flip phone. <laughs> Very well. So um, you started singing when you were two. And would it be fair to ask, when did you start getting like, I, I think mom realized by then itself that you have a natural talent for this? Or how did you sort of dive deeper into this whole art of singing? Well, you know, when I was going through the ages of like two, three, four, I mean, until I was like seven, I would always like think stuff that I heard on the radio, you know, pick up anything, you know, like, like a normal little girl. Stuff, repeat it and do all that. Um, by the age of six, seven, we started listening to opera and then we got into little girls singing opera and we were like, why don't you try? My mom was like, why don't you try? Learn this like verse for my birthday. And I think that was when she realized that I could kind of sing. And really really started to sink. So that's by seven you sort of found this mojo 
to sing, sing, right? Until then, you were just enjoying singing. And but when when did the whole thing about the opera genre start? Was it other genres before that, or was it always you know more aligned with opera at the style? Before that, it was like pop, anything you heard on like the radio, like like Adele, any pop or anything. But then it was opera. Because I, because I watched, uh, I was on your on your social media. I was on your Facebook a few days back uh, when I got the message that I was going to be hosting you, and then you sang one of my favorite songs uh, with a twist, you know, uh, from the past, of course. Uh, I think it was just about. Do you know which one? Fire. Yes, uh, but. I don't know if you're gonna. I have to look it up right away before I tell you. Um, nobody, you had a different version to it. So, and I—that's when I knew you could sing, you know, different genres so well, because I always thought opera singers would not really try and move into things. But you're young, and I—do you have a flair for other genres as well? Do you think if not opera, I, mean, I would have done this? Love singing other genre, genre genres. Genres, yeah. Um, I sing with my ukulele and I have covers. Sometimes I'll even do like a classical cover on my ukulele or a pop cover. And I, lo I love exploring different types of genres like jazz, pop, or classical crossovers. So I, tr I try to like um, widen my musical knowledge by listening to different things and learning bits and pieces of them. So I, I would say I, I, do, I, do, I do a little bit of everything. Lovely. So I just picked it up. Uh, the song is uh, Wicked Games by uh, Wicked Game. Yeah, the one with, uh, if, if I'm not wrong, it was sung by some Chris somebody, right? So this is something Chris that I, I, yeah, there you go. Because this is something I listened to back in university and that's quite some time back, not, not quite some time back, but about 10 to 12 years back. And <clears throat> the first time I heard it in a long time was when I was checking out your social media page uh, to just, you know, get to know you. And I mean, apart from what I've seen on AGT. And then I realized, yeah, so, don't worry. Uh, we're good. Lights just went up. Give me a second. Take your time. Give me a second. Yeah. That also. Oh, yeah. you're back. Lovely. We can see you. Okay. No, no, we can well, see you well. Don't worry about it. The light just died. Nope. That's Not all well. Anymore. That's all well. It is all well. It is all well. So, as I, I see, so you've got jazz, you've got all the other genres. Have you been offered anything apart from opera? Because I'd love to talk about opera, but I want to try about versatility with you, you know? I I haven't really been offered anything apart from opera. I think maybe once, but I love singing. I mean, just show people that you don't only sing one. And uh, I'd love to get more opportunities to sing different sort of things, like that are like not opera, and then some that are opera. So you never know. You never know. Yes. So, you know, the, the reason I asked that is when I when I talk to the prodigies who are so young and all the prodigies are below 15, right? 
Uh, the Global Child Prodigy Awards is about 100 kids around the world who are under the age of 15 who show a tremendous promise in a specific field or multiple fields. Everybody has, like, they have dedication in one direction, but then they also have a backup. And when I get to know that, and that is something you don't realize until you're much older, that you need to have, like, you don't want to settle down on one identity. But then it's a good thing to at least know your identity in the first place. So is, is it good now when people keep calling you an opera singer and not a singer? Does it make a difference? Um, I think it might make a difference in the future, but um, I don't know. Maybe my, my voice could change. And then I would always like to have like a, like, like you said, a backup plan. So just in case my voice changes or something happens, I'll be able to sing different types of things. So I think it's always back up. Kind of Lovely. So, are you working on anything right now? Are you working? Yes, any... I, um, I, um, I'm still kind of working on Think of Me, but I basically finished it, and I'm. Working on a song from the greatest showman, Never Enough. Okay. And I'm working on yeah, with finger. Yeah, I saw that. I saw I that. Haven't yeah. I mean, it's, there's a long way to go. One and a half pages left. Those are the Iman, the, there's a lot of we can see you, but we can't hear you, Iman. Uh, I, I'm. Does it with the I, volume? I just, you just can keep you... going. You just keep going blank once in a while. So, uh, I could you repeat the last, you know, ten seconds if that's okay? We we just lost you completely there. What did I even say? <laughs> I wish I could tell you. <laughs> Me too. I think I was talking about. What I'm learning, yes, I was learning Never Enough from the Great Showman, just finished learning Think of Me and Ave Maria. And um, I hope to learn more. I mean, they're all I mean, Ave Maria is on my ukulele singing with it. Think of Me is like classical like opera from Phantom of the Opera, and the Greatest Showman sort of like poppy. Classical, the, I mean, sorry, not the Greatest Showman. Yeah. Never enough. Doesn't really matter for them. Doesn't matter. Um, the Greatest Showman, everybody knows Greatest Showman, so yeah, it's a good point of reference, at least, yeah. They're, they're, all three is, are so different. But I think that's that's why I'm like slowly watching different songs. Lovely. And if, would it be okay to ask, are you working with any sort of, uh, you know, in the movies, are you doing any playback singing at this point? Have you been offered and, you know, anything else apart from what you're doing right now? We were supposed to do stuff, but then unfortunately there was COVID. And, unfortunately, um, of course. Got killed. But um, hopefully in the future after COVID, Finish. They'll be offered some, you know, opportunities. 
ones from before. I don't, I don't exactly know what I've been offered and everything because my parents, they, they do all of that sort of things. And then like the things that do get offered, they'll be like, they'll tell me, but the things that are like, maybe, maybe, I don't exactly know. That's, it's beautiful. So it's, it's a great amount of poise in you because uh, for a lot of people, this could shake it up. And the thing about being young is um, for a lot of adults, uh, fear kicks in when things come in. But I see you so happy and taking it. And even on when I see you on the show, and <clears throat> in fact, I was watching you again last night uh, on, you know, just, just to get a feel of me having to talk to you. So I just said, you know, let me just go check this kid out. And um, you, you just seem so natural in front of the television. A lot of people can't do that. <clears throat> but the young ones have a flair for it. Awfully, the younger, the better also. Uh, is there any young singer that you, young person as a peer, you respect out there? Let me think. Um, I mean, Danalia, she's an awesome singer. She was uh, just on AGT Champions. No, no, right. She was just on AGT and she has an amazing voice and she's not too much for me. She sings. Um, That's beautiful. I really think she writes her own song. She plays the ukulele. And um, I think there's a few, like, uh, I'm trying to think. Jackie Vanka when she was younger, because she stuck with opera all the way through. I mean, there's quite a few, like, child prodigies that I look up to in this world, because you always need someone when you have <laughs> No, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's amazing when you can really appreciate somebody at, uh, of your age and you know there's the no filters you just say hey you did well and then it's good to know that you know I, I sort of look up to you as as a peer so that's, that's a beautiful thing is there anybody you look up to as a role model uh, I would say Maria because voice chanting and the way she performs like real life and she can like, and take you to a different dimension. I have the best voice, but she's the best me. Yeah, I can look watch all the videos from before. She's actually my favorite opera singer of all time. Is 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 there anybody else apart from her? I would say, because when I met him, he, the way he like, makes music so heartfelt, just by orchestrating it. And when you see him do it, it's magical. You're like, in like a movie. And the way he understands music, really cool. Very cool to watch. Yeah. Hopefully, one. Covid's ended. I'll be able to uh, perform with him, perform with him again because I've only got to perform him with him once. Wow. But I hope, or we'll be able to start up again, and I'll be invited back on. Lovely, lovely. It it is <clears throat> the reason I ask is um, 
you know, a lot of people look up, can I say, <coughs> to just flashy stars and then you see substance in them and that's why you look up to them. So it's, it is good for all these people because I was talking to a kid uh, the other day who's just about 14 years old and set up a company with about 200 odd employees. He was able to employ 200 people by the time he was 14. Yeah, he's, he's one of the prodigies of the Global Child Prodigy Awards. And for me as an entrepreneur, I'm sitting and having a chat with him. And the way he thinks and asked him, you know, who's the role model, he told me about somebody who none of us ever knew, you know, and it was somebody that not in popular culture or anything. So it, it is amazing where you get your inspiration from. And I was just trying to see who do you look up to? And, you know, it, it could sort of work out for all the other people as well and say, you need to look up to somebody to say, hey, they've set the benchmark and I'd like to go past that benchmark uh, if at all I can. And hopefully you will. So, Iman, would it be, have you ever been to India? No, I haven't. Love to go. I mean, it's a, it's a big place. So there's a I, I would love to go. So. And I wish I could have came and, you know, met all the, You know, maybe have you, what is that you know about India? Have you, you know, do you know anything about the industry here? What do you know about India? Let's see. Let's see what the news. I filed back into my head. All my brains. Da -da -da. Uh, Take time. I mean, it's growing a lot. You guys have a lot. Yeah, we have a lot of people, of course. I mean, <laughs> and we, we have a lot of them in Dubai as well. So I, I can't hear you. I said, we have a lot of them in Dubai. As, I, I said, we have a lot of people, of course, and we have a lot of them in Dubai as well. So yeah. I also have some friends who are Indian and uh, I love their food. It's amazing. Some of it's just a little too spicy, even though I really, really love spicy food. And, uh, um, I don't know how you guys like eat spicy food. Do you like spicy food? Absolutely do. I'm Indian, of course I do. <laughs> no, but you, you've got to be born with that taste. And so I lived, I lived in Australia for about three, three and a half years of my life. Uh, I graduated from Australia and then I again did my master's in France, right? And three years in Australia after eating bland food. I mean, it is bland in my opinion. My, my apologies to my Aussie friends out there. It is bland in my opinion because it doesn't have the amount of spices and hot flavors that I'm used to. And I come back to India and my tongue took about six months to adapt back to oh. all spices. So <clears throat> I can imagine what you would feel like if you taste ours. But then there are different versions. Yeah. yeah well, well, I've, been eating, I've been eating it since I was little. I mean, since I first came to Dubai. And, uh, and then when I went to the US for a year, I came back and I could barely eat it. When you went to Australia. By the way, how is Australia? Like it is a beautiful place. Have you been there? By having no, I have chance. Uh, so I lived at a place I, I lived in Melbourne, of course. Uh, it's yeah. So when when the rest of the world is cold, Australia is hot. Uh, that's, that's how it is, right? So when the rest of the world has winter in December, Australia has like scorching heat in December. Yes. 
And that's when they have bushfires <laughs> happening. So it's, it's a beautiful place. It's just everything happens in a different way there. Yeah, like the clock is all messed up or something. And Dubai is just like all year. Like hot, 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 hot. Like <laughs> but yes, but that's, that's I think uh, most of Dubai and any other place within that central belt of even certain places in India. When somebody asks me, uh, how's your winter in India? It's like, winter what? I mean, there is no winter in certain places in India. It's just the same. No winter here. We we might get like one rain, uh -huh. puddles, but it won't even be like actual rain. The trees yeah. are like, what do you fall end up falling? Because what I can tell you is uh, Global Child Prodigy for 2021 is going to happen in Dubai. Uh, really? So, yes. Uh, last time it happened in Delhi. Uh, 2021, from the organizers to the best of my knowledge, I know all the plans are happening around it, happening in Dubai. Uh, so there's, there's quite a lot of movement out there. And hopefully uh, 2021, Dubai is open to host it. And... Uh, and we, we reached 2021 without, uh, we're looking at March 2021, I'm told. So if you're still around, then maybe when we get there, we get to say hi, if I told you, you have the time and so forth. So Mark, before I sort of, you know, how does it feel to be a recipe into the Prodigy Awards? Because it's, it's 100 kids around the world, just 100 people from the millions of applications. How does it feel? I mean, it's an honor to be a part of this award because, you know, you guys have so many amazing kids around the world. And uh, I said, I wish I was there to meet all of them. And it's, it's such a cool thing because we're able to tell people about what we do. And, you know, you know there's um, other kids out there and maybe help support them in following their dreams, you know, finding their passion. And I think it's a really, really cool thing. And, uh, you know, thank you for having me. It's awesome. It's our pleasure. It is our pleasure. Um, I, I have a request from one of the people here. They, they're asking me, is there anything you would like to perform for us? Is there any way that you can perform for us? Unless and until we're not giving you, is it's your day off for the vocals or? Oh, no, 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 this is, this, I think yesterday was. <laughs> well, let's see what I should perform. Um, before I perform, who, um, is one who me on this? Is that is that correct? Yeah. I want to say thank you. To, uh, if you're watching, show that. Well, um, what is it? Anything? What? Anything you like? I don't know. What do you think I should sing? Any requests? You? Um, I, I, I don't know. Uh, you said Ave Maria. Maybe we should try it. I would have gone with Wicked Games, but then I think people should hear the opera in you because I would be selfish. So okay, I don't I'll... want to be selfish. A little bit of Casta Diva. Tell them what you're saying. Um, Casta Diva. Well, Casta. Well, I'm gonna sing Casta Diva. It's an oh. opera. Um, it's my favorite song, sung by Marie Ellis. Uh, I think about the beginning of it. 
Can I stand up? Please, as you feel. It's yeah, it's yours. For a second. Uh, okay. Mm -hmm. Ah, My job is I get a solo performance like this while the world watches. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So I'm not going to hold you back any further. Iman, you have been wonderful. You're immensely beautiful, gifted, and insanely talented. I'm going to continue to follow your journey. <clears throat> you are a prodigy, and I wish you and your family all the very best. And Thanks for being here with us. And is there anything that you would like to tell all the kids out there who are watching out? I mean, looking up to you in a sense right now. Well, thank you for watching me. Uh, do you, no matter what you are, I mean, you can still find your passion. And when you find that passion, go for it, you know. No matter like where it takes you, you're gonna have a great. Beautiful. I don't know. Go, do it. Lovely. Thank you, thank you, Iman, and thanks to you, Mom. Thanks for being here. To all of you out there, thanks for tuning in. Now, this is Iman Basha and Iman Basha, sorry, uh, one of the recipients of the Prodigy Awards, the Global Child Prodigy Awards 2020. So again, uh, normally we don't do a show on Monday. Sorry that we had to cancel out yesterday. One of our prodigies had to had another pestering matter to attend to. So tomorrow we will be live at 7 p.m. again. Thanks for tuning in, and thank you, Iman. Thanks for coming in. Thank you.